0: Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell O'Gaga A teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's word For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach Thank you because your people are anointed to receive and together, our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of jesus i pray that light and understanding signs wonders and miracles will take place at the teaching of your word in jesus mighty name can i get a good amen all right so we're going to start up a series a four-part series um, called history makers and world changes and the 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 mindset i have is for us to understand that God wants us to God wants us to change our world and God wants to use us to impact our world and um, if you follow the if you follow the illustration I gave when we were putting up you know, the flyers for the meeting I talked about How God used 12 men, right? The apostles, all called the 12 apostles, tax collectors, fishermen, um, and people that He called from the streets of Galilee and used them to change the world. The Bible says, They that have turned the world upside down have come to us. How come God took these people, taught them over three and a half years, and used them to change the world? It's important that when we look at our lives, we do not see ourselves just coming to church, receiving a good message, right, and getting to heaven. It's a wasted life. That life was wasted. God wants to use every one of us to impact the world, to change the world, to transform the world. And that does not mean everybody has to preach from the pulpit, but everybody has to allow the Holy Ghost to walk through them to change the world. Let's go through. So we're going to start up today by saying God needs a man. God needs a man. It's amazing that regardless of what God wants to do in the world today, God needs to use a man. God cannot, and I use the word cannot, God cannot walk on the earth without a man. Are you following this? You know, God cannot just choose. I don't need any man. And decide to just walk. No. He would have to find someone to use. And if we have that understanding, because the Bible refers to us, Paul says, that we are co-laborers with God. We are co-laborers with God. Uh, Now, the word laborers also mean co-workers with God. If you see yourself... As a co-worker with God it'll change how you see your life the dreams you have for your life you know many times people settle for just the religion of you know I'm a member of this church and that's it you will even hear people say you know I just want to come to the church I just want to hear the message and I don't even want to get so much involved it looks nice But there's nobody God has created not to get involved in his plan. And how do you get involved in his plan? You start from the local church. That's how you start getting involved. Praise God. So 1 Corinthians 3.9 says, For we are God's fellow workers. Think of how God refers to you as his fellow worker. You know, if you introduce someone... Um, let's say you're working in a company uh, a painting company for instance and you say this is my fellow worker when you introduce someone as your fellow worker you are almost introducing someone as your colleague am I right? come and talk to me am I right? that's how you imagine Paul's introduction Paul introduces Timothy and says Timothy my dear son in the Lord a fellow worker he introduces Timothy as that now Paul says for we are God's fellow workers See how God thinks of you. See the estimation that God has of you. That when God looks at you, he sees you as his fellow worker. He doesn't just see you as a son. He doesn't just see you as a child. He doesn't just see you as someone he needs to use. He's seen you as someone who needs to work with him to get something done. That's how God sees you. That's why Jesus said, I do nothing except what I see the Father do. What did Jesus mean by that statement? Whatever the Father is doing, I do it because I'm walking with the Father. You see, if you see yourself as God's fellow worker, it will change how you approach life. Um, we will get there, but when you see a dark situation, you will not complain because you will know that if there is ever going to be an intervention in that situation, God will have to use you to change it you know I was telling them in church on Sunday I said, you know some people say I don't know how my life is going this way and I was asking them how can you sit and watch your life go in the direction it shouldn't go, you change it the, the, the believer has never been a victim never been a victim oh things are not going well then make them go well He says, we know by faith that the world was framed by the word of God. Now, that word framed there is catatismo. It means to set in order, to arrange. Genesis chapter 1, God saw darkness, he said light. He didn't say what he saw. He said what he wanted. Because the believer creates light out of darkness. The believer does not need light to create more light. You don't let me explain this to you. You don't need good you don't need good things to be happening in your life for you to be good. Out of bad situations, the believer can create light. Are you following this? Are you following this? Yes, Never in your life think that you are powerless if you know who you are in Christ. That's why I say this all the time. Nothing dies in my hands. You 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 have to tell yourself that all the time. Nothing dies in my hands, nothing decreases in my hands. Everything I touch works, and you have to be conscious of it. You have to be conscious of it, it has to be in your consciousness i trained our people in the Bonilla Island Church never to say, I'm confused. Confusion is a curse. Study Deuteronomy chapter 33, you'll see from verse 14 down, confusion is a curse. The child of God is not confused. He says, let him that lacks wisdom ask. If you don't have wisdom for any situation, instead of saying, I'm confused, say, I receive the wisdom of God for this situation. Holy Spirit, what do I do? Praise God. Now, let's come, come this way again go to Genesis chapter 2 verse 5 I'll show you something here Genesis chapter 2 and verse 5 I want to encourage you, two things you must do in this church, you must have your Bible you must must have your writing part that's very important Genesis 2 5 the Bible says, now no shrub of the field was yet in the earth and no plant of the field had yet sprouted Look at this. He says, for the Lord God had not sent rain upon the earth. Look at what he says. He says, and there was no man to cultivate the ground. There was no man. Now, I want to show you something. Please pay attention. I want to show you something. He says, but the mist used to rise from the earth and water the whole surface of the ground. So before man came, God put a provision for the garden to be taken care of. Now, it means that God could as well have just sorted out the garden without man. But God did not want that. What does the next verse tell us? The Bible says, Then the Lord God formed man of the the dust from the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the bread of life, and man became a living being. The Lord God planted a garden toward the east in Eden, and there he placed the man whom he formed. Can you see that? God now decided, I'm going to create a man and put him in the garden. Create a man and put him in the garden. God didn't just want the garden to run on its own. God had to put a man to take care of the garden. What does that tell us? Whatever God creates, he put a man to be responsible for. Every area of society, every aspect of humanity man has to be responsible for it man has to be responsible for it you see always think responsibility always think responsibility if this church will grow we must think responsibility if we will Uh, not be one small church in one small corner doing one small thing we must think responsibility if your life will not just be one small life in one small house doing one small thing you must think responsibility God placed man in the garden and said take care of the garden he needed man to take care of the garden even when redemption was to happen God You know, through the womb of Mary, released Jesus to the earth. God could have as well said, everybody be born again. Do you think God could have done that? I can't hear you. Do you think God could have done that? God could have just said, okay, all of you be born again. Do you think if God says today, all of you be born again? (laughs) Everybody will be born again, right? Why do you think God doesn't want to do it? Because that's not how God works. Actually, God can look at the whole world today and say all of you are Christians and everybody becomes a Christian. No. So why are people not born again? He's waiting for you to take what? Responsibility. To bring the gospel to them. Because he says how can they hear except there is a preacher. Co-laborers. Co-laborers with God. God needs a man. You must make up your mind today that you will be God's man. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Make up your mind that I will be God's man. In every area that God has put me, I will be his man. Praise God. I said praise God. God needs a man. God needs a man. Now, come with me to Ezekiel chapter 22 and verse 30. The book of Ezekiel... Thank you, Lord Jesus. Chapter 22. Oh, hallelujah to God. And verse 30. Ezekiel twenty-two thirty. 30. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Look at verse 29. God was talking about the bad things that were going on in the time of Ezekiel. He says the people of the land has practiced oppression and committed robbery. And they have wronged the poor and the needy and have oppressed the sojourner without justice see god was talking about a collapsed system a collapsed system things were going wrong there was oppression there was no justice and when i'm telling you that god wants us to become history makers and world changers i'm not just telling you that it's limited to the four worlds of the church i'm talking about touching society some of us cannot be alive and teenagers lives are being wasted are you hearing what I'm saying we must look beyond going to heaven to changing the earth you must look beyond just making it to what? changing the earth changing how things are done, changing the lives of men So God looked at the society. He says the people of the land has practiced oppression and committed robbery and they have wronged the poor and needy and have oppressed the sojourner without justice. Look at verse 30. Look at verse 30. He says, I searched for a man among them. I searched for a man among them who would build up the wall and stand in the gap before me for the land so that I would not destroy it. He says, but I found none. I searched for a man. It, look at this. God sees a society that is decaying. His response was to look for a man. God's method is man. Did you hear what I said? God's method is man. Every arena in the society that you see is not working, God is looking for a man, and that's why if you are a member of this church, you don't complain about anything. Oh, why are things like this? No, God is trusting you to change it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Remember what I taught on Sunday that I was here by wisdom. A man builds his life by wisdom a man builds his business by wisdom a man builds his family praise God are you still here God looked at society look at that verse again verse 29 the people of the land had practiced oppression they have committed robbery they have wronged the poor and needy and have oppressed the sojourner without justice oh god could have said oh because of all these bad things that these people have done i'm going to you know cause a change no the bible says the next verse i searched for a man which means god's solution is wrapped up in men hallelujah god's solution is wrapped up in men praise god if god wants to change the world he doesn't look at the world he looks for a man now pay attention god does not look for men he looks for a man never underestimate what one person who is used by god can do Don't underestimate what one Peter can do. What one Matthew can do. What one you can do. You know many times we think we have to be many to cause a change. No, we don't have to be many to cause a change. We just have to be willing. Praise God. Are you still here? A man by the name of George Muller raised (laughs) he he came across a verse of scripture in the book of Psalms It says God is a father to the fatherless or some translation says God is a father to orphans he took that scripture and said I'm going to trust God and build an orphanage guess what in his lifetime he built an orphanage and over 10,000 children went through that orphanage home because one man was ready to co labor with God. And you know what he said? We're not going to raise funds, we're going to trust God, we're going to believe God. And he believed God and had enough funds to take care of 10,000 children. Think of it. Think of how many you are in your house, right? And what it takes to feed yourself. And think of how much it would take to feed 10,000 people. And think of doing it for years and years. Because a man dared to dream with God. You know, sometimes our dreams are too small. Because all we want is a good job, a good wife, some good children, good chicken, and a good coffin, and a good burial. And then we're done. That's all. Abraham had 318 servants trained in his own house, even when he had no child. Do you know what it means to train 300 people when you don't have a child of your own? Everybody will think you're wasting your life. Can we dare dream with God? Can we look at this city and have a God sized dream? Can we look at our streets and have a God-sized dream? And I'm not talking about empty words. I'm talking about a man. Co- look at what Paul says. He says, we are co-laborers with God. Are you following this? We are co-laborers with God. I'm talking about history makers and world changers. Those who change history. Those who, those who make history. And those who change the world. They dream with God. They birth God's dream on the earth. They live God's dream on the earth. They manifest the dream of God on the earth. Praise God. Don't be comfortable living in mediocrity. Don't be comfortable feeling that it's okay to just have a good life. Life is more than having a good life. Get involved are you hearing what i'm saying don't sit at the fringes of life don't sit at the edge of life don't sit in one corner of life get involved pour your life out he that seeks his life would lose it but he that loses his life for my sake will gain it how do believers gain their life they give it out we don't keep our life are you still here We don't keep our life. We give it out. We give it out in service. We give it out through the ministry of the gospel. We give it out in the things that we do. And as we do that, we gain. Self-preservation is not Christianity. Sacrifice is Christianity. Nothing has ever been built by people who are unwilling to sacrifice. Even in natural history, no nation was built without sacrificing leaders. See, any nation you have, You can use us as an example who have leaders who are not sacrificial will never experience progress that's the truth if a leader becomes a, um, a man becomes a leader of a nation and he's thinking first of all of which kind of car he needs in office that's the first thing the first budget a man releases when he becomes a leader is to buy better cars you know what there will be no progress then it tells you what the man is thinking the first question you should ask yourself as a leader natural leader now the card that the person who was there before you was using did he have an accident are you hearing what i'm saying it tells you that the man thinks leadership is for himself praise god the man thinks leadership is for himself And that's how the natural man thinks. The natural man is self-centered. The first thing the Holy Spirit does to a man when you are fully baptized with the Holy Spirit it makes you conscious of others. Praise God. Are you still here? Talk to me. Are you still here? History makers and world changers. History makers and world changers. If we are to change history if we are to change history then we must know that we are co-laborers with God we must have God's dream for this city praise God we must have the dream of God for this city what does God want in this environment what does God want for our young ones what does God want for our women what does God want for our men praise God forevermore now come with me quickly Thank you, Lord Jesus. Come with me to Exodus chapter 3. I said God's method is in man. Exodus chapter 3. And verse 8. Exodus chapter 3 and verse 8. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Exodus chapter 3 and verse 8. Now, God, uh, you remember the children of Israel were in Egypt for 430 years they were in slavery so they began to cry to God for deliverance and pay attention to this every time people cry to God God sends a man God's answer is in men God's method is men God's answer is in men look at this Um, verse 8 okay can we read from verse 6 this was when Moses was at the burning bush he said also God was speaking to Moses I am the God of your father the God of Abraham the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob Then Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord said, this is God speaking now. I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt, and have given heed to their cry. Listen carefully to this. Because of their taskmasters, for I am aware of their sufferings. I am aware of their sufferings. Remember what we read in the book of Ezekiel. God described the society. Then he said, I'm searching for a man. Can I tell you something? God is not unaware of what humanity is going through. Do you understand that? Talk to me. Do you understand that? See, every suffering of the human race, God is aware of it. You see, the Bible says that we do not have a high priest who is not touched by the feelings of our infirmity. You know, sometimes we feel that God does not feel what we're feeling. He feels it. God knows that bag of rice has gone up. I, I, I know you think he does not know because he does not eat rice, but he knows. <laughs> Are you still here? No, God knows. You know, you some of you think God is not aware of who won the elections or who took the elections, whatever side... Whatever side you are, I'm not, I'm not a political person. Praise God. God is aware. He is a God who is touched. We're not serving a God who doesn't have feelings. When Jesus looked at the children, um, when Jesus looked at uh, in Mount Olive, he looked at Israel and Jerusalem. He says he wept over the city for they missed the time of their visitation. God, He saw God's dream for the city and saw so that the people were not participating in it. So God was aware of the sufferings. Okay, let me give you a New Testament example of it. When the Lord was calling Paul, he said, Paul, Paul, to call him Saul. Saul, Saul. He says, I am Jesus whom thou persecuted. But what time did Jesus persecute the church? Uh, did, um, uh, which, which time did Saul persecute the, uh, Jesus? There was no time. But as far as Saul was persecuting the people, Jesus said, I'm the one. Because Jesus identifies with his church. That's why if someone says, I want to be in the church, but I don't want to serve, you don't understand the church. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's why when you do something for the church and it's like you're doing it for the pastor, you still do not understand the church. That's why people get angry when they give. Are you following what I'm saying? Because they feel that when they give, they are giving to help a man. You still have not understood the church. Are you still here? You see, whatever you do to someone in this local church, you have done to Jesus. There is no loving Jesus without loving men it's in loving men that you prove your love for Jesus he says how can you say you love a God you do not see when you cannot love your brother come on are you still here are you following this now all right so the Lord told Paul Saul I'm the one you are persecuting Jesus said if you do this to one of these little ones you've done it to me and he said master at what time did we see you hungry he says what time did we see you hungry he says as far as these little ones were were hungry and you didn't take care of them I was hungry Jesus identifies with the pain of humanity that's why redemption is the ultimate solution to human suffering we must learn to identify with people are you still here I'll tell you something that's why as a christian even when you are blessed if others are not blessed you cannot be comfortable christianity is not where one man is blessed and he is happy that everybody looks to him are you following what i'm saying you see there's what you call the commonwealth of israel the commonwealth of israel means that by the redemption of jesus christ we have all become heirs to the rich heritage in christ Glory to God. Glory to God. Don't be content with living a low life. I like the destiny helper prayers, although I don't pray it. But I've always asked people, why don't you be the one who is the destiny helper? Why always put yourself, and I've told church people all the time in the churches I preach, don't always put yourself in the problem side of scriptures. They talk about the woman with the issue of blood. You are not Jesus you are the one with the issue of blood they talk about blind Bartimaeus you don't see yourself as Jesus you don't even see yourself as the disciple that told blind Bartimaeus to shut up you see yourself as blind Bartimaeus every problem you read you are the one that has it only you are blind Bartimaeus only you is the woman with the issue of blood only you is the cripple at the gate why? why are you like this? Peter said silver and gold have I known but what I have I give unto you. You don't see yourself like Peter. You always see yourself like the man that is carried at the gates. Why is it that every time you open the Bible you are the one with the problem? What about if you start seeing yourself that just as that woman with the issue of blood touched Jesus when people who are sick touch me they will get healed what about if you see yourself that just as peter said silver and gold have i known but what i have i give unto you i have something to give to the world yeah. what about if you start seeing yourself from solution perspective in the scriptures instead of being blind Bartimaeus, woman with the issue of blood the widow's might you know everywhere there's suffering you always find yourself there <laughs> praise the name of the lord are you still here the, the the man at the pool that has no one to help him for 38 years. At that one, you always relate to that. You say, just like the man at the pool, Lord, I have no one to help me. No, the Holy Ghost is on the inside of you. You have a helper from God. He's called a helper. Are you hearing what I'm telling you tonight? If I can change your mind, I can change your life. I, I never think I'm not without help. No, there are angels all around me the holy spirit is on the inside of me and if god needs to use a man he will use a man glory to god we're talking about history makers and world changers hallelujah are you still here okay so let's go back to exodus chapter 3 verse 7 the lord said i have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in egypt and i've given heed to their cry because of of their taskmasters for i'm aware of their sufferings so i have come down to deliver them from the power of the egyptians and to bring them up from that land to a good and spacious land somebody say good and spacious land i like the way god talks i like the way god thinks he didn't say i will bring them to a small place they will manage <laughs> hallelujah praise god thank you lord okay so the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hevites and the Jebusite. now behold now behold the cry of the sons of Israel has come to me furthermore I have seen the oppression with which the Egyptians are oppressing them so God saw all of this God saw their cry God heard their cry look at what God said go back go back go back to verse eight and when you to see something go back to verse eight What does the Bible say? So I have what? Come down. Who is talking here? Talk to me. Who is talking here? God, right? God saying, I have come down. Right? He's come down to deliver the children of Israel. Okay, go to verse 10. Go to verse 10. Look at verse 10. Therefore, come now. I will send you to Pharaoh. I thought God said he had come down. I thought God said, I'll come down why are you now saying you send me since you have come down God's method is man are you hearing what I'm saying if God says I'm going to save Nigeria what's God going to do he's going to pick a man if God says I want to build a great church what's God going to do he's going to pick a man every time God says I have come down it means he has found a man he has found a man we're looking at history makers and world changers. We're saying God needs men. So you have a responsibility to make yourself usable. It's your responsibility to make yourself choosable. <laughs> are you hearing what I'm saying? Come on, are you hearing what I'm saying? I was reading the story of Andrew Womack yesterday, and he was talking about the fact that he was an introvert, he doesn't like speaking before people, very crowd of people. But you see what? God blessed him with a worldwide ministry. God is not counting on your ability. God is counting on your availability. God is not counting on your talents. God is counting on what? Your availability. Are you available? That's why when I talk to people all the time, uh, they tell me, oh pastor, I can't do this. Immediately you tell me you can't do that. That's what I want to make you do because you know what in church it's not about what we can do it's about what his grace can enable us to do are you hearing what i'm saying of course not in the music department if you can't sing if you can't sing we're not going to manage you all right we're not going to say praise the lord listen to the song don't mind the voice we mind the voice please in this church we mind the voice so not in music you can make a joyful sound in your house and make a joyful noise in church but in church no not in church Make a joyful noise somewhere else, but in church we want to hear nice music. But you see, <laughs> you see, because man, I've heard I've heard some people sing, and you are in between worshiping God and taking the mic, and you don't want to be in that position. You don't want to be in that position where you're thinking, Are we worshiping God or we're doing something here? Yeah, you don't want to be in that position, but God wants us to respond to his call. You see, Moses told God. I can't speak God says who created the mouth you know some of you right now God is putting dreams in your heart and you say I don't have money and God says the cattle on the thousand hill who does it belong to whatever you tell God you don't have God asks you who is the source of that very thing who created it who made it available You see, every time you respond to God's assignment, you release heaven's resources and heaven's grace and heaven's ability. Let me tell you one of the easiest ways to become wealthy in the kingdom. Decide to be a giver. Just make that decision. And I'm not saying, you know, some people decide. And by the time the money comes, they now review their decision. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> praise God you know to pay tight of small amounts is easy sometimes that's why people who don't have a lot of money are very faithful in tight payment it's 500, 5000 then you now realize one day your tight is 5 million you know in your mind you think it would be easy to give it you look at it 5 million then you start telling yourself is Tithe not, is not under the New Testament. You start preaching to... You've never preached, but you start preaching to yourself. Then you now start asking questions. What are they even using the money for? You will start until you will now reduce, 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 reduce. You now give half. <laughs> Praise God. Because <laughs> a lot of ideas will come. What you can do with it then you not remember at a time that was your biggest dream. But let me tell you something. Be like the Macedonian church. Because every time you decide to be a giver, you're releasing God's ability through you. Praise God. Are you still here? Look at this. Therefore come now and i will send you to pharaoh so that you may bring my people those sons of israel out of Egypt. look at what moses said but moses said to god who am i it means if listen if god told moses right come i'm going to send you and moses says okay lord i'm ready it means moses had a lot of faith in his natural ability moses said who am i You know, Andrew O'Mac said something. I was reading his book. He said something. He says, if I was God, I will not choose me. That's what he said. He said, if I was God, I will not choose me. He said, that very thing you think disqualifies you from God using you is the reason why God wants to use you to manifest his grace. You look at yourself and say, oh, I wish I can preach like pastor. You don't need to preach like me. Every time you ask yourself, who am I? God says, that's why I'm picking you. That's why I want to use you. So that when I start using you to make history and to change the world, people will know that this is the grace of God. You know what Paul says? Not many who are wise. Not many who are wealthy. Not many who are rich according to the word. Look at God's choice. He says he shows the foolish things. Then he goes ahead to say he chose the weak things of this world to display his wisdom. Who is weak? Who is foolish? The man that doesn't have that natural ability and that natural talent, God stretches forth his hands, picks that man, uses that man to confirm the wise. Praise God. You know, certain times, I used to do it, but I repented of it. You know, certain times I hear some pastors preach and their churches are full, And I'll tell myself that God, see, I know you say we should not compare ourselves, but I'm, I preach better than this man but your church is not big do you understand what I'm trying You, you understand what I'm because when you look at certain people you, you feel they should not have what they have you are a word man, you know Greek, you know Hebrew the man knows nothing in your estimation you know and that's self-righteousness because every time you feel that people don't need to be blessed as much as you because of what you're doing you've moved into self-righteousness And God does not use self-righteous people. He uses people who are humble and who are contrite in heart. That's why the more God uses you, the more you must learn to give him the glory. The more you must intentionally give him the glory. See, the more God blesses you, the more you give him the glory. The more you are grateful. That's why the Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 8, and the Lord thy God that giveth the power to get well. It says, Remember the Lord, for it is He who gives the power to get wealth. He says, So that you will not say. The arm or the strength of my arm has given me this wealth. He says, Don't say it. it say, you will not say. Right? You so the child of God must be careful how he talks about his abilities, even though. You are conscious of your abilities. Even though you are uh, building your capacity, you are careful to give the glory to God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong if someone asks you, how are things getting done in your life? Say, it's by the grace of God. And they'll say, we know it's the grace of God, but that's a trap. Don't swallow it. Tell us the real secret. There's no secret. It's the grace of God. Are you hear what i'm saying because they now want you to tell them seven steps to this, eight steps to that whatever steps you have taken to success people have climbed that steps even one extra more and they didn't get what you got so the child of god listen to me carefully tonight the child of god must take it to heart to always give glory to god always give glory to god are you still here all right verse 11 but moses said to god who am i that i should go to pharaoh and i should bring the sons of israel out of egypt now remember in verse 8 god says i've come down to deliver then he says i'm sending you to go get it done so listen to this whenever god has a dream he looks for a man so let's take what for instance if god wants to maybe help sexually abused women in this city what does God look for someone to undertake that task now this is the key if you want to be a history maker and a world changer you must pay attention to the burdens that God is laying in your heart because the first thing God gives you is a burden the burden becomes a vision and then resources comes with the vision are you still here God gives you work a burden the burden becomes what a vision and as you undertake it what will happen resources will follow that vision let me show you something here and he said verse 12 and he said "Certainly, i will be with you and this shall be the sign to you that it is i who have sent you when you have brought the people out of egypt you shall worship god at this mountain did you see that god says i will be with you so, there is no dream that God is birthing that you have to do alone. You are co-laboring with God. You are a co-worker with God. Did you see that? He says, I will be with you. Which means that I'm not just sending you on an errand. I'm actually going on that errand with you. So, it's not like if I tell someone right now, well, I want you to go and get batteries for this microphone. Right? Right? If I tell maybe our media department, I want you guys to go get batteries for this microphone. What's going to happen? They will run out, right? And go and buy batteries. But I'll be here. If they go there, they can say, our pastor sent us to get batteries. But I'll be here. Let's imagine that (laughs) someone beats them up there. Right? They will come and report. Of course, I can say, well, um, because I sent them, Whoever beats them is me. They are touching. But actually, I was not beaten. <laughs> do you understand? I was here. They received the slabs. They received, you know, I can make noise. I can go to the police. I can arrest them. Whatever I'll do, the, nobody wants to feel the pain. But that's not how God sends someone on an errand. When God sends you, God does not send you and he stays back. No. When God sends you, he goes with you he goes with you he is with you even in that place and so when moses was standing before pharaoh in the palace of pharaoh god was with him there god didn't leave moses at the desert and say go and meet me here no he says i will be with you this will be a sign that i'll be with you so when moses spoke in the palace of pharaoh god was back in his words See, whatever vision God puts in your heart as you execute that vision, God is with you there. You see, God is with us in this church. God is with us here. He didn't leave us. He is with us. Glory to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Whatever God puts in your heart, he goes with you as you undertake it. He says, lo, I'm with you always. Even to the ends of the earth. He says, I'm with you. Then he uses the word always. Think of the always God with you. Are you hearing what I'm telling you now? We you know When you are afraid of certain circumstances, think of the God who is always with you. Be conscious. Be God conscious. Be God inside conscious. That's why you can't fail. That's why you cannot fail. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's why you cannot fail. I have confidence in the ability of God on my inside. I have confidence in the grace of God on my inside. Hallelujah. Oh boy, time is gone. Acts 13:36. Acts 13:36. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 13 and verse 36. Acts chapter 13 and verse 36. Look at this. For David, after he had served the purpose of God in his own generation, fell asleep. And was laid among his fathers and underwent decay. David served the purpose of God. David served the purpose of God in his own generation. Three things I want you to pick from that statement. Number one, David did not just leave, he served God's purpose. History makers and world changers don't just leave, they serve a purpose. Don't just leave. Your time is counting. Your day is counting, praise God. Your time is counting. Don't just leave. Serve a purpose. Serve a purpose. The Bible says, And David, after he had served the purpose of God in his own generation, he served God's purpose. And how did he serve God's purpose? As a king. As a psalmist. He didn't serve the purpose of God as a preacher. He served God's purpose as a king and as a psalmist. History makers and world changers are not restricted to the pulpits. Today, everybody's trying to carry a microphone, everybody wants to preach. That's not only how we can serve God's purpose in a generation. There are several areas in the business world, in leadership world, in education, in technology. God wants to raise people like Daniel that will institute his worship in Babylon. We must think that way. For his God. Are you still here? Then he said, serve God's purpose in his own generation. You cannot serve God's purpose in another man's generation. You must be conscious of your own generation. See? There is your time. There is your season. You cannot decide. I don't want to serve God. Next generation. mm, mm, mm." This is your time. This is your season. This is your moment. Are you hearing what I'm telling you now? Come on somebody. Talk to me. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This is your moment. This is your time. Don't think of serving God better tomorrow. No. Make up your mind. I'm going to serve God better today. Make up your mind. I'm going to give my all today. Serve God's purpose today. Don't postpone your service of God's purpose. Hallelujah. All right. Are you still here? Talk to me. Are you still here? All right. Let me show you something very quickly. 2 Timothy chapter 2. Praise God. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. 2 Timothy chapter 2. And verse 20. Second Timothy 2 Timothy 2.20 Thank you Father. Second Timothy 2 Timothy 2.20 It says now in a large house Pay very close attention to what I'm teaching and this is the final thought I'll drop with you this evening. Now in a large house there are not only gold and silver vessels but also vessels of wood and of ware, and some to honor and some to dishonor. Now it didn't say the gold vessels are unto honor. That's not what he said. He said, both the, gold, both the gold, both the silver, both the wood, both the earthenware, they only have two characteristics. Some are to dishonor and some are to what? Honor. So you can have a golden vessel that's to dishonor. Why you can have a wooden vessel that's to honor? Are, are you following this? <sighs> Did you get what I'm saying? It's not that you are gold, God is not attracted to you. No is either are you gold that is unto honor or gold into dishonor how do I put that if you are in Nebuchadnezzar in Babylon God is more interested in Daniel who is a slave than in Nebuchadnezzar who is a king and is proud now if you want to look at the earthly estimation Nebuchadnezzar will be like gold Daniel who is a slave would be like what wood or earthenware but when you look at the way God used them who brought glory to God in, in Babylon Daniel, who was a slave. Are you following this? All right. Then he says, Then he says, Therefore, if anyone, anyone will be what? Gold, silver, wood, earthenware. If anyone cleanses himself from these things, he will be a vessel for honor. Did you see? God did not say he will be a golden vessel he just said if a man cleanses himself if a man sanctifies himself if a man prepares himself then whatever he is whether he's gold silver wood bronze whatever he is he will become a vessel unto honor so let me tell you this god does not choose who to use people prepare themselves and god uses them god is not choosing in that sense. Do you understand it? God is not saying, I think I choose you. No, I don't choose you. Mm -mm -mm." The Bible says, if anyone, if anyone cleanses himself, if anyone gets himself ready, if anyone makes himself prepared for me to use, he says, I'll use that person because God is looking for a man. God is searching for a man. So a man can decide to be used by God. Oh, come on it says useful to the master prepared for every good work now pay attention here let me just close this up quickly pay attention here the bible tells us in the book of ephesians that we have been created from the created well god's um, masterpiece created for good works that have been prepared for god's hand beforehand sorry that means every new creation has been prepared to work for god how is it that some are not working for God? They are not cleansing themselves. They are not getting themselves ready. Useful to the master. Are you useful to God? Paul talked about John Mark. He says, Bring John Mark to me. He says, He is profitable for me. He is useful to me. He is useful to me. He says for, okay, leave it here. Ephesians 2.10. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. These good works has been prepared. Go back to Second Timothy for me. Go back to Second Timothy. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Are you still here? Now, it's important for us to understand. Second Timothy 2 Timothy 2.20. 2 it's important for us to understand that the cleansing of ourselves get us ready for God in a large house there are not only gold and silver vessels but also vessels of wood and earthenware and some to honor and some to dishonor verse 21 now therefore if anyone cleanses himself it's like a prophecy comes out and say a virgin will give birth He didn't say Mary. He said a virgin. So the virgin can be Mary. The virgin can be Rose. The virgin can be Rosemary. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I believe there's something Mary did that brought the favor. Can I tell you something? People thought God randomly chose Joshua. That's not true. If you study the history of Joshua and Moses... You realize that every time Moses went up to the tabernacle and left the tabernacle, the Bible says Joshua remained behind. Moses will go to church to pray five hours. He has finished praying, he's leaving. Joshua is still there, praying one extra hour. When it was time to choose who to lead the children of Israel, it was easy for God. Make it easy for God to choose you, don't make it difficult. Are you hearing what I'm telling you now? Come on, I said. Are you hearing what I'm telling you now? Make yourself, make it easy. How do you make it easy? Pray every day. Fellowship with God. Listen to the messages. It will be easy. How did God call us? There was no special calling. I've never seen an angel, and I've planted churches. There are people who have seen angels. I've not even planted a house fellowship because some people know too much for God to use them. You know, you can. They, there's a way you can know about church. That's why everybody who knows how a church should run is not a pastor. Because if God calls those people, they will quarrel with God. So God calls those who do not know and he's using them. Do you understand? But well, prepare yourself. A man can be prepared to be used by God. How did Joshua and Caleb, how did they rise to leadership? They believed God. He said, if God's word said this, then we can enter the land. God picked them. See, God is not irrational. God is not random. God has shown us his ways. If a man will cleanse himself the Bible says he can become a vessel useful to the master useful to the master that's something I want you to be conscious of I want us in this church to make up our mind that this church is going to be useful to the master in the city of Portacott are you hearing what I'm telling you we're not just gonna have good times I want us to be useful let young people come to Christ through this church let women be helped let men be helped are you hearing what i'm saying let the days come where young people will flood this church because they are finding life here they are finding wisdom why because we are making ourselves ready you can make yourself ready for god to use you hallelujah let's stand on our faith thank you lord jesus oh hallelujah to god oh hallelujah to god thank you lord jesus thank you lord jesus oh we give you praise Oh, we give you praise. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lift your voice and just pray a bit. Ratos de so oh we thank you lord jesus lift your voice and thank him lift your voice and give him praise oh we thank you lord jesus christ we are we are we are committing ourselves let's just pray we're closing right now let's pray in two minutes as a church we don't just want to be an ordinary church we want to we want god to use us to touch this city in the name of a lord jesus Christ. And I'm not just talking about me. I'm talking about every one of us here. By the power of the Holy Ghost. By the power of the Holy Ghost. Used for the Master. Useful for the Master. I'll make myself ready. Oh glory to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'll make myself ready. Lift your voice and pray. Mando rushkiba Basi. I'll make myself ready. Rakatunze i'll make myself ready in the name of the lord jesus christ i'll make myself ready in this house in this city god give us your dream for this city in the mighty name of the lord jesus christ oh that the words of this house will go far that the words of this house will go far by the power of the holy ghost father we thank you oh hallelujah we give you praise and glory in jesus mighty name we pray